Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to the Curator Podcast. This is episode 36. Hi, hello, welcome once again dear listener to the Curator Podcast. I am your host Mark Fraser and this is episode number 36. So dear listener, I invite you once again into my world of creative chat. Because essentially, if you know it by now, that's what I do. Talk to creative folks about why they're creative because that interests me. And I hope that by it interesting me, it also interests you. So on this episode I have an interview with all of the Vantees, not just one of them, not just two of them, but all four of them. And I've got to be honest, it's the first time I've interviewed, oh sorry, that's a lie, it's the second time I've interviewed a whole band. Usually I just do one or two people at a time, so it was it was, kind of, it was interesting, It was I, I think it was a good vibe. I had to use a different mic, but it worked out okay, so I'm happy with that, you know. That's sometimes you just got to roll with the punches. They played the QMU recently, supporting... A band called White. I don't know if you've heard of a band called White, but White have been going for not as long as many people think. They used to be Cassidy. And now they're a weird sort of hybrid between Simple Minds and David Bowie, which is interesting. But anyway, we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about the Vantees. And the Vantees are a really great band. I really I'm really enjoying this whole grunge revival thing. I remember back when I was 15, 16, the Grunge Revival was not even... Well, it wasn't even a Grunge Revival. I remember a lot of magazines at the time calling it post-grunge because it was like... Everybody wanted to be like a really shitty version of Alice in Chains, you know, like Puddle of Mud and Stained and all that kind of stuff. And Nickelback, obviously, who could forget Nickelback? The fact that Nickelback and Puddle of Mud are still around today is baffling. And the fact that Nickelback are so big is, is just it's insane to me. It's absolutely insane. But, you know... I guess people like popular shit. And I think the Van Tees are going to be really popular as well. Their sound is excellent. They've got a really good way with melody. There's almost something about Beach Boys there, about their, their sort of choruses and their melodies and stuff, which I quite like. It's it's quite subtle, but if you listen out for it, you'll be able to hear it. But there's a lot of darkness in their music as well, which I think is probably just a, you know... A, we talk about it in the podcast. I think that the Scottish demeanour has got a hint of darkness about it. Even though I'm not necessarily talking about dark subjects, I just think there's a, a really kind of dark sense of humour. I've talked about this before. Uh, I talked about this before in a podcast with Alan Bissett about the what was called the Caledonian anti-scissorgy. And that was a, a literary term for those who believed that Scots essentially had a split personality in the, sen- in the way they approached 
the way they approached writing or art more generally. Of course, I mean, the Aaron and basically was all about this idea of being both Scottish and British. But I think as a wider concept, it also works out pretty well. I mean, it's, there's no no mistake in the fact that a lot of a lot of art by Scots is sort of got that whole Jekyll and Hyde feel to it, and you know, so yeah. Interesting, interesting thoughts. Anyway, the Vanties are an awesome band, and I was really, really ch- chuffed to have a chance to talk with all four of them. The EP Laguna Babe is also fucking awesome. I'm going to play a song from that before we go into the interview. So I hope you enjoy it. This song's called Growler. It's like the first, ever, second ever time I've ever interviewed a whole band. Yeah. Usually oh. it's just like one or two people. Oh. Everybody. Well, pure you, you've got to put up us. How are you guys doing? Are you guys excited for the show? We're yes. so excited. Mega psyched. We've all been like 
Giddy all day. Giddy, especially the sound check of Wyvern did Giddy, weren't we? Yeah, yeah they're sounding amazing. They're really awesome. I've never actually been, I've not been at a gig in here for a long, long time. Oh, that's the same as me. Last time I was here, it was Passion Pit a good few years ago, and that's when, is it Ellie Golden supported? No, it's Churches. Churches? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen Churches are for Churches, yeah. So, yeah. It must have been a lot of man um, when they were a small band yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but they were really good but then I recognised the name when they got really big I was like oh my god I've actually seen them before mm-hmm. I knew them before they were big yeah <laughs> totally indie that's, that's, that's totally hipster yes yeah, I know I don't you yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess that this podcast is about creativity and passion so it's kind of all about musical origin stories I guess uh-huh. and, and why you guys do what you do okay um, so <laughs> could take a while for us fine. Um, so just I wanted to start with a question that I like to always start off with is when did you first realise you were going to be musical people and you can answer it all together at once so that I can't make out a single word if okay. you do it bad or if you do it one at a time. Yeah, I hate different stories probably. I don't know. I didn't know I was actually musical at all um, until I joined the choir and then mm. I wasn't so good so I, I wasn't allowed to join the choir anymore. So then I I That's just started right. playing a musical instrument. My dad had a wee bass guitar sitting somewhere aloft, started playing it. That's when I was into like Red Hot Chili Pepper at the time, I totally loved Flea so much. And then I actually learned how to slap bass, and I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. And then I got to join music again, so yeah, that's when... I don't know if I've ever met anybody that Flea has been responsible for that musical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was, I started off, but now, now I'm a guitarist, so <laughs> I don't know. Was that a lasting impression? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Yeah, but I don't know. Me and Hannah was used to play in the bedroom. Yeah, we're twins. We're twins, so. I so. kind of, I kind of, I kind of. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know. It's for everyone I, out there. I, but my mum and dad hated us so much, we weren't really allowed to play anymore in our room. So they didn't we hate us, they hated us playing, playing music. music. <laughs> Just to clarify. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, um, I don't know, we've always kind of played music, we've always listened to music since we were like little girls. Um, we kind of, we got a, we asked for a guitar, well, in your case, bass, uh-huh. for like our 14th birthday and it, it kind of just escalated from there really, um, just through obviously doing higher music at school and then we didn't properly, well I didn't start properly writing until I was just before 18 and the first band that properly got me into wanting to start writing and like obviously performing was, I don't know if you know the band First Aid Kit, like mm-hmm. it, it was two sisters from Sweden I think it is and the harmonies are beautiful, like, I went down to see um, Jack White at Brixton and seen them, and I was like, well, it's something I really want to do, and it made a last impression. So that, for me, was kind of the root of where and how it started for me, anyway. What about these guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, First Aid Kit was, like, definitely a big inspiration for me. But, I mean, my family's very, very musical. Always have been, like, any time the family's all together, there's always someone who has a guitar. So I guess I kind of grew up around it. Mm-hmm. Um... I think it was maybe when I was 13. I got a guitar for my birthday, same time as my aunt. Oh, and it was like a competition. Was it like a, yeah, like an aunt off with a guitar? Yeah, it so was it's like, like to see who oh, like learn. Yeah, coming for dinner and you secretly knew it was like, bitch, you're going down with the guitar. Yeah, that's musical. So it was knew. like, who's going to learn guitar yeah. the quickest? And I don't think she ever picked up the guitar. Well, probably because you threw her, like, you, you definitely yes, won it that day. I won the game. Yeah, definitely. Because now I'm still playing. I think Sean's just always played drums, haven't I come you? from a family of non-musicians, but <laughs> I've been hitting things since age three. So. We've got photographic evidence. <laughs> all of him with his little Mickey Mouse drum kit. 
Yes, it's like anger management for Sean. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird because I'm not a musical family either, so yeah. like it's one of those things. I'm like, where does it even come from? Yeah. 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 I adopted. Yeah. It's cool to think about like what actually made you think. It's that moment that I like. That's why that's why I do the podcast. I like to hear because I'm a, a musician myself. I like to hear how other people started and because yeah. you can only really experience music on your own, obviously. So like, I like finding out why people started. Yeah, it's really you know. interesting to think about. It's harder to answer the younger you start. It's yeah. difficult to remember being yeah. my age, you know. But. Can not, so can you not remember, well, you can obviously remember, some of you guys can remember, like, the first time you decided you wanted to be in a band. But, like, I can, yeah. maybe because I'm a bit older, I can trace it back to, like, when I was 12 and I heard Pretty Fly for a White Guy about Offspring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that was everyone's kind of... That or white guy. I was like, Dad, buy me that album. <laughs> Someone else buy me. I still have that record. Offspring was such a good band. Have you seen that bad, they're playing a bad religion tickets, like, 35 quid? Or really? Yeah. No it's in the academy, I think. Academy, I think. Mm. When? Must go, must I've been classed in as an academy. I'm absolutely yeah. got a ticket for that for Spad Religion. Yeah. Really? I mean, I know they're, but other than them, I think I'm my garage or something. No, don't know. The Offspring? Oh. They're still quite big. Yeah, they're kind <laughs> of big. <laughs> I just think. No, okay. No, bad Religion are a really big band. They're old now as well. Yeah, it's been like. Oh, it's all the Offspring. Like, the guys are pushing 50. Yeah. The girls must be plus 50. Like, yeah. that guy's been playing guitar. They were pretty old when they did that. Like, they mm. looked kind of on their way out. So I guess that uh, kind of leads to the next question is, yeah. where did the creativity come from then? Like, did it come from the same moment when you realised you wanted to play music, or was it like, well, or was it before that you realised you wanted to make shit? Or I do, to be honest, I don't even know. I think oh. whatever we do, it just maybe is creativity. Just like no matter what, mm-hmm. what we play, all that we do, and in a sense, all that anyone does when it comes to music is kind of creative in itself. And I don't think you can really pinpoint a certain like where was I what time was it when when I decided to do it it's just I think in yourself you have to have a sense of kind of creativity in order to kind of pursue anything like not saying you need to be you know talentless or you know not creative to do it but I think for us anyway we've always been like kind of in touch with our kind of creative side whether it's like making things doing things listening to certain things and as for me anyway it's difficult to pinpoint where and where it came from creativity is Massive, isn't it? Like, okay. I think I'm creative in the kitchen when I bake yeah. That's what I was going to say. I get creative when I'm cutting my toast. I kind of have weird toast. shapes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a kind of hard one. For me, I think a lot of my friends, um, they were all in bands. So, like, they'd all tell me about, like, they're, like, writing this song. And for me, I was like, that's really cool. And, like, I, I've always had a kind of creative side. Like, I'm not into, you know, numbers and stuff. <laughs> it's more, yeah, making stuff. But yeah, like friends, I guess. It's actually a drive that makes me feel restless. I just wonder if you guys kind of feel the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just like, I want to make something. Yeah, something. the legs always going, it's always shaking. It's like, there's <laughs> something wrong with you, man. <laughs> so much anxiety there was going on. <laughs> so I guess let's just skew it into something else, which might be quite interesting, uh-huh. I suppose. Is it's not, you've hit, you probably, you've been, I have been, I've done some research, you haven't done a lot of interviews, but you've done some interviews. Uh-huh. So I did do my research. Wow. Because... Um, I'm not going to be a guy that rocks in and goes, so, yeah, yeah, he's What's the band name again? It's probably that happens. I've come to people and like, yeah, so, I'll maybe turn up for an interview and the guy will be like, yeah, so, you are. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really great start. Thank yeah, you very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
you guys have been asked influences question and I hate influences question so I'm not going to ask it oh, yes, thank you <laughs> so many I'm going to ask songwriters specifically you look up to oh okay. I, I love Eddie Vedder Pearl Jam is my favourite yeah. songwriter of all time Jim Morrison obviously it's another one um, I like The Holders actually with Robbie Cooker he's a great guitarist Ray Manzer great kind of John Dexmore great drummer The Holders definitely songwriters are amazing uh, but for me, Eddie Vedder, purple from Pearl Jam. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, I love Ty Segal. He's he's very good in what he does. He's just like I never really and like for me, like he was what I want to play. This is like for me the the songs that I write kind of are pretty much influenced from like a kind of Californian bands and all. That. And for him, he's just he's mental. If, he's, if you've seen him on stage, he's just he's just so full of life and. Like the music kind of reflects that as well, and for me, that's kind of someone I look up to, and like, well, that's something I want to do. Yeah. And I really be mad and creative and play out of you know tune. Uh-huh. It still sounds good for some reason, but it's just having like a hell of a good time whilst playing good tunes. I know. Do you know? Same with Will Fallas. I just listen mm-hmm. to every single one of the songs, and I'm just like. This is all great. Like, I wish I was in their band. Not a bad tune. Not, there's <laughs> not got... Like, all right, okay. Sorry. Just if there's a vacancy, I'm telling you right now, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> no, but every single one of their songs is very meaningful and it's just so powerful as well, as well as, like, you can go about it, like, just dance about it. Oh, my God, those guys recently, I said. No, really? I never heard them before. I said, I'm really bad. Oh, really? Yeah. If someone honestly asked me, oh... Give me a band to listen to, that would be always my answer just now. Like, especially within the past few years, Will Ballas. Their just album's great. Album, the I, album's even great. like their PVC P's as well that they brought out, it's amazing. And the album is especially good. Great songwriters. For you guys, what's, um, who do you come to? Know, from a songwriter's point of view, I'd say Omar Rodriguez Lopez yeah. is one of my favourites. And I don't know, Bjork. Bjork. Oh, she's, she's, she's cool. Difficult drummer and answer, just utterly mental musician. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have any favourites, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Just like, I just like to take bits yeah. from like different kinds of music, I guess. Just, I don't really have a favourite. Nina anything. Simone, she's pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. Just like something magic about her. Just always when you listen to her. Sunday day listening, I think. Uh, yeah, it's like, are you a man? Are you a woman? I don't know. I'm liking it. I like it. <laughs> I'm liking it. It's good. I was just wondering, like, the, the whole grunge thing. I've, I've interviewed Panact and I've interviewed June from Bombs as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. good yeah. guys. Good yeah, guys. the whole grunge thing is just like, I remember my Puddle of Mud were like the grunge band. I liked Puddle of Mud. You should look You should look at that guy's Wikipedia entry, it's one of the funniest <laughs> things. You've got Wikipedia? Yeah. What? Like, because he's, he's been arrested for so much shit, man. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's pretty weird, but yeah, like, the grunge thing's coming back, but it's not coming back in that kind of. Really derivative way, like it's not, back it's not, much, yeah, no, Alice in Chains, like it's not like that at all. It's just like a cool age grunge, it's a diluted version, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very diluted, very much diluted. Whereas a lot of bands are doing now, like yourselves and stuff like that, are doing like it's more, much more alt, I guess, alt yeah. nineties thing, which yeah. is mm. what grunge really was to begin with. It wasn't yeah. the whole and play Alice in Chains or mm-hmm. something yeah. kind of mm-hmm. vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Our hairs are less greasy, I yeah. Think, <laughs> Less corny love as well, which is yeah. always, in my opinion, always you, a good thing. Always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> she was yeah. a good girl back in the day. She, I mean, she has, she's got a lot of attitude, which, which I like, yeah. but I never, Sass. I never thought she was a good songwriter, personally. But, yeah. uh, it's just me, I guess. Yes, yeah, it's <laughs> subjective, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Um, the whole the reason I bring up the grunge thing is because there's a fair bit of darkness and, uh, in, in your EP. Yeah, yeah. do you think yeah. 
yeah. like Pathy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's is that inherent in the kind of songs that, you know, songwriters that you like, or is it just? I get just so Scottish outlook. I don't even know. <laughs> Everyone seems to think I'm living Scotland in the doom and gloom, but no, <laughs> uh, no. I just I think we're not exactly. We don't go out our way to write dark songs. It's just it's what happens, comes to the time. especially in that time when. It's not a bad thing. No, yeah. exactly. I think. A di- a different um, times and I like to reflect different songs I mean when I started writing songs it was more acoustic you know uplifty whatever but uh, I think the different things happen in your life it reflects when you're writing as well and like some of the things that happened um, recently they weren't exactly the most happiest times in my life and that was a good kind of inspiration to write songs and so happens the song of those EP can reflect those moments in my life when it was stuff wasn't really going my way and a friend had just recently passed away so it's, it's kind of stuff like that but um, yeah I think it just depends on what's going on in your life around the time you're writing it kind of seems a bit dark but you know you're always going to get a bit of darkness when you're kind of grungy aren't you you're always yeah definitely that's what I was going to say because the music in itself is not that dark but it's yes. mostly, mostly, mostly lyrical content which yeah. for me like talking to you, talking to like Corey and, and you and like they were talking about how Elliot Smith was like a huge thing in terms yeah. of the way that they approach songwriting yeah because definitely it's like, Everything sounds really happy, but he really is going to kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that inherent darkness. It is, get, yeah. you know. I'm not going to kill myself anytime soon. Please don't. Oh, no. that, would, that would be a total bummer. It would. Right? So would they, they mean, they're not going to replace a better guitarist than me. Yeah, so. you're, you're kind of the best in the band, so please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys have been getting a bit, a bit of buzz as well, which is pretty cool. Oh, hi. <laughs> 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 um, what's that been like? See, I That's think we're good. all really preoccupied with other Aye. things in our lives to really kind of fully appreciate. Were we not talking about that in the car coming up up here? Like yeah, we were just like, how, like obviously Joanne's full time in her work and mm-hmm. Sean's got his job as well and Chloe's obviously like she's going to be a nurse and I'm still in my last year at uni. So we're all kind of as much as we love like dedicating our time to the band. It's it's kind of it's really difficult sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes we ignore kind of the the good things that come off of it. And um, and see when it's people like yourself that come up that oh you're doing so well and stuff it's like oh right that's really nice it's like only then we realise how good it is like I think like certain things like when we're playing Dean Park that Mm. was a bit surreal that was was so like when you're doing big festivals like that that you've gone to as a kid Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like oh. But at, the same, aye, but at the same time, the bus at the time, and the next week we're back at work, it's just like, yeah, oh, yeah so that really life happened. Now. Real life dampness. <laughs> it was a, a damper, but you know what? It was so good. But yeah, it's great to see other people are, are enjoying our music just as much as we are. There's lots of bands out there that do the whole full time job thing and just go on tour every so often. Like, Narwhals, for example, are a good example of that. Like, Tom works as like a mental health worker. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he's, he's on tour like a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's weird that you brought it up because I was going to ask like how 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 are you finding? You said it's quite difficult, but I just wanted to drill in a little bit more to why is it so difficult to try and find that working that work life balance sort of thing. It is that other things are so demanding. Everything is demanding something of you, and for you, it's more the balance of trying to work out. Okay, I'll give this much time to this, this much time to that, and it's finding that balance is key to make it work. Because if you're dedicating your time to the band financially, you're suffering. If you're dedicating your time more to work and whatever in your relationship, these things are important. You're kind of losing out on writing and like practicing is the most kind of thing and so uh, yeah it is pretty demanding but finding that balance I think I think we're doing alright so far but we're doing okay okay. okay. I think like well it depends like my work's quite 
so they can be quite yeah. good for like giving me time off for things so that always helps but it's you know you can't just like as soon as a gig appears he can be like oh I'm just going to not work that yeah. day <laughs> can't quite do that <laughs> I had a question that's just from out of my fucking head. Um, this happens all the time. It's just because I'm getting old. Oh, no. <laughs> Stop playing the 30 card. <laughs> I've just done 30. I'm allowed to play the months before I turn 31, I think. Um, fuck. Yeah, so... Doesn't matter, I'll move on. Um, Come back. Oh, no, I remember now. Just yeah. Wait, hey, um, so, do you think... Do you, do you see the band as being successful so far? How do you define? How would you know if it was successful? How would you define? Well, getting gigs, not going out and finding yourself getting asked to play getting gigs. Getting asked, I think, is really nice to know that people, people buying CDs yeah. and merch and things. So people wearing your t-shirts, I mean, that's yeah. Cool. When you I actually saw someone cute. wearing one of our t-shirts, I passed them on the street, and they were wearing a Van T's t-shirt. Like, and I was like, oh, hey. look at that! Oh, that's pretty cool in itself. Yeah, but yeah, um, just getting—I don't know—like people that are interested in you, you know the. You're doing something. Yeah, when we're playing, there's like loads of people not do our faced. Which people is that are moving good. their heads. <laughs> it's really kind of like no, it. They're liking sense, yeah. Yeah, because I've gotten bigger. You have played festivals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. we're so, so buzzing to start playing festivals again. I think that's one thing. Yeah, like we really enjoyed the festival season last year. Yeah. We've um, got even more this year. Yeah, we yeah. lined up. Yeah. So yeah, you're doing more this year, then that's good. Yeah. yeah. That'll be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Which kind of... The least of my next question is, are you getting plans to head out to America after so many bands been playing in? Uh, I don't think that probably not this year. year, but we have had a lot of people on Facebook comment or on our page that said, "Oh, I'm from Philadelphia. When are you coming over to? When when you make it stateside?" I'm like, financially, maybe not this year, but definitely next year. But the, the things there that we do want to go over so bad because a lot of friends are doing the Southwest Festival in yeah. New York as well. And it just kind of, because once they're going out to America touring as well, and it's kind of just like, oh my God, that could be us next year. Yeah, this year's not our year, I don't think, for that, but no. sooner I save up our wee pennies. We'll, we'll, yes. we'll do our own country first before we make it. That would be good. Have you guys uh, any plans to go to Europe? Uh, again, again. <laughs> master our own country yeah. there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't know if um, there might be a festival or two maybe abroad. Um, kind of see what comes, mm-hmm. um, like just. Yeah. It comes. Yeah. Yeah. They want to go to Europe because yeah. it just sounds awesome. Yeah, like festivals are massive. You get treated so well over yeah. there. It's a different kind of life over there. Like, like they adore you if you're in a band. But you here's like, yeah, I know you get paid. Yeah. The most important thing. But everyone here, oh, you're in a band. That's cool. So are we. You know, oh, we know people in a band. So <laughs> over there, it's like. God, you're in a band. But a lot of venues and stuff are government subsidised as well. So yeah, that's right. Really, that's it. That's, that's why it. you can people buy t-shirts and stuff, which is like unheard of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just buy something, please. Just buy something. Yeah. <laughs> just buy a tenner in Starbucks, but you can't even buy a, you know a CD, and it's that's it. Do you see that a lot? Like you know, that. Ah uh, well, I, I think it, it's kind of if you think about yourself, you you know it's it's very easy to go into somewhere like Starbucks and spend like a fortune on coffee and whatever and eats and then you're like sometimes if it's like oh £12 for a CD and, you're, and then you realise like, well, there's so much work going into that it's worth it like you don't realise it people in music don't really understand like it's like reasonable to buy a CD you're like because it's so like, accessible these days to get stuff online it's just for free for free especially and it's like there's so much hard work and money going into like the production of like so CDs and cassettes and t-shirts and people are like oh it's okay I'll get it online so it's yeah, it's, those sort of things are quite important. People forget. 
think at the, at the, when you're starting out, like your band is just a black hole of cash. Yeah. And it just vanishes. It's like, yeah. I, need, I need to pay for another. I need to pay for a video. Oh, you're telling on, us. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're telling us. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone just give us some money? Really, really yeah, Scotland, good. fund me for life. <laughs> I know you fund this lassie from England. Can't you stay in Glasgow? Can you fund? I was wondering how long it'd be till that came up. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I don't know, I've got a theory. It's just a social experiment to see how people react to it. I don't know, I don't want to... That we psychologist girl over here. I know, it's a social experiment to see how us Scottish people react to it. It wouldn't surprise me at all, because like, the kind of thing Creative Scotland would fund. Yes. Like, how much, like, rage can you generate online? I feel sorry for the girl as well. If, she, if it is true and she does come here, it's going to be... She shouldn't surely be here, we're not supposed to be starting. Was, oh yeah, sure, sure, yeah, that's right. Okay, maybe oh, she's yeah. got we'll a maybe, maybe we'll see her in the street or something. She's probably on a kick. Maybe oh, the gig will scout her. She'll be out on the stage. She turns up. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about <laughs> I don't want to get into trouble. <laughs> I'd be really surprised if she was listening, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess, now that you've played the festivals and all that, and, and you've got plans in the future, are there any bands you would really like to play with? As in, uh, like, would like to aspire to play with? Or uh, just, yeah. uh, I clearly already said that Ophalis is yeah. one of the... Definitely, that comes to violence, but I doubt we'll get a support slot. Just, no, I doubt even I'll get a ticket, to be honest. <laughs> it might be sold out. Uh, so I think, um, I don't know. There's a lot of bands who we're quite friendly with. Who um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we managed to play with them at a festival. Like Even just bands in Glasgow and from over Scotland, there's so much mm. talent and I'd be happy to play with any of them, to be honest, because... Right. Definitely. music's great. And I think my dream support slot would be La Butcherette. La Butcherette. They, the they don't play them out of the drive-in. Yeah, in London, yeah. but I sold out in about two seconds. Oh, man. That's a bummer. Uh, Sean's <laughs> been like, can we please support them? Can we please? Has Omar still done that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, double J. <laughs> you get it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to wrap up now. Okay, um, ah, okay. But is there anything else you guys want to say or anything you want to ask me before we finish? Yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah. See your beard. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you grown that for? That's quality this beard been, you've got. This has been over two years. It's cracking. But it's, it doesn't really grow much longer than this. No. no. Does your body that say, that no, that's enough? That's well, enough. That's enough. You're 30, you need to move on. Come on. You get, get a beard there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going bald, so I'm going to go to a certain that's end. That's, 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 that's true. We're actually having this conversation today. I think Sean's going to go bald. Really? Looking at my family history from the male side of things. I think it's mum's side, though. Oh, oh. Sure and Linda's oh, definitely be. got here, so you're all right. Sell tape on. Because my granddad, my mum's side went bald, and uh, and I'm not going bald, so I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Thank God, God for that. Dodge the bullet. Anything else you guys want to say? Or? Uh, no. no, I think we're good. Cool. Just thank you very much for having nice. me. Thanks thank for talking you. to me. It's always oh, good. Okay, sorry. Talk to bands and people and oh, stuff, and it makes me feel stuff. like yeah. We'll have a wee chat. Yeah, yeah we like to chat. Oh, we'll chat. That's the whole point of the podcast. It makes me feel like a chat. It's yeah. like a good chat. I like your microphone. Okay, tell me <laughs> your <laughs> surname. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks very much. No worries. Thank, thank you. Bye. Bye. It occurred to me when I was introducing that that I sounded a little bit like a radio DJ, and I'm still not sure if podcasting is essentially DJing in the modern age or if it's just a whole different thing entirely I mean surely it was born out of radio but I guess you've got to have some kind of radio-ish voice if you're going to put it out if you're going to put your voice out there and let's be honest folks my voice ain't that great so yeah that was the Van Tees. I think that was a pretty pretty cool interview they're 
super cool people, man. They're getting, I mean, I was actually uh, talking to somebody earlier on today about this, about how they've seen their name like pretty much everywhere. And it's true. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of cool that they're not entirely sure. They're not entirely aware of how much buzz there is around them. But you know what, man? Like, it's a band that's going to go places and they've, they've got the talent to match it and the songs, most importantly, to match it. Like, their songs are amazing. So, yeah, I think they'll go quite far. Really cool band. Really cool guys. Really enjoyed that chat. I hope you enjoyed it too. That's all for this episode. I'm going to play you out now with another song from the EP. But before I do that, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please take a wee second to rate and review it. I mean, the rating and review button's right there. Just just hit, hit five stars, something like that. Drop me some comments, whatever. I love it. That I love that shit. It's amazing. So please, please do that if you can. It's awesome. Now. Finally, playing you out now with Van T's track. It's the final track on the EP, Laguna Babe, and it's called Another Sun. And I hope you enjoy it. It's got that really cool alt 90s vibe about it, which I just dig, you know. And I hope you dig it too. Thanks very much for listening. Until next time. Bye bye.